welcome to Radio TFS, episode number 52. Hi, this is Martin Woodward. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Paul Hacker. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is our special Christmas episode, so I uh, hope you all have a good um, holiday. hope Santa's very kind for you and everything. And uh, yeah, what have, what have you been up to, Greg? How's, how's things going in the new job? Uh, doing good. I, I'm loving it, man. I'm still writing code like every day, uh, yeah, doing new stuff. We haven't upgraded uh, TFS 2012 yet, which is downside, but I'm living in Visual Studio 2012 all day and not even whining about the all caps or the flat colors or anything. I've actually gotten quite used to that. So you haven't done the registry hack to get rid of all caps or anything like that? <laughs> no, you know, I've made the conscious decision that I'm going to leave it as is. I'm going to get used to it. And you just, you do after a little bit, you know, just like in Office 2013, you can, there, there's a, there's a kind of a hack that you can do to rename the tab headers to, you know, remove the all caps, but you know, you, you just get used to it, you know, so. <laughs> and what about you, Paul? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been traveling a lot. Doing, I've been actually doing a lot of upgrades to TFS 2012 and from 2010 or from 2012 RTM, things like that, or I mean uh, RC. Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. And, and it's been a lot of fun because I'm learning a lot about these different environments that are out there and different ways in which we have to set it up. But one of the other things I'm noticing is I'm running into some conflicts. And um, I've run into two lately that are really baffled me because I can't explain how they're happening. And one we actually had open a Microsoft support um, ticket on. And, and so what happens is basically during the upgrade from 2010 to 2012, um, the report stopped working after the upgrade. Now, it was the same server. We upgraded. We didn't move anything database-wise. And uh, for some reason, it turned the, 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 um, the report path value in the warehouse table to null. So it couldn't find the reports. Every time you tried to run the reports, it would return no data. So I'm going to write a blog post about some of these things, but that's one of them. And the other one I ran into was um, – we upgraded a server from TFS 2010 to TFS 2012, and the, the projects in that server used the Scrum template, Scrum 2, um, 1.0. And we wanted to basically upgrade some of the features on it. And there's a PowerShell script out there that you can you run. Thing is, you need PowerShell 3.0 to run it. And Windows Server 2008 only has PowerShell 2.0, unless you updated it already. And uh, what happens is when you install TFS 2012, it installs the 4.5 framework. And if you have the 4.5 framework, you can't install the 4.0 framework because it says that you have a newer version. And you need the 4.0 framework if you want to install the 3.0 Power, um, PowerShell. So you're kind of hosed if you don't update your PowerShell or you don't use the script for the Scrum templates. Uh, you know, or, or Otherwise, just like I said, uh, do the PowerShell script before uh, the uh, PowerShell update before you do anything with TFS 2012. But that's a strange one. I can't, I can't reproduce it. I don't know why it's happening. Um, but it's it's just a real weird one I've been running into. Could you do you could run you don't have to run the upgrade script on the actual server though, do you? You could run you could run an update script on a client machine. You probably could as long as you had permissions to connect. You, I bet you could. In this yeah, case, as long as you're, you're as long as you're an server. admin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as you're an admin, you should should work. Right. Um, right. So there is a workaround. Okay. Cool. Oh, well, that's uh, sorry you've been having troubles there, but hey, I, I'm really pleased you're going around upgrading people. I'm glad, it's glad to see people are, uh, are going up to TFS 2012. That's one of the things I always recommend is that, you know, Paul's, to, uh, sorry, Greg kind of doing it the the wrong way around, going with the client first. And then, you know, because once, once you get the server upgraded, you still have all the old clients talking to it, and uh, but you get advantage of all the new shiny features like all the new web access stuff and all local workspaces and all that. It's great. Cool. Well, hey, 
uh, let's go straight into the news, Greg. Here we are chatting away. Uh, what's the? Um, it's like our Christmas fireside episode. What's uh, what's what what news have you been seeing this week? Well, you know, last week, uh, last show, we talked about the big news was update one. So you know, since then, there's been a number of updates for the update. Now, uh, updates related to the update. Everybody catching up. The first one, Brian Harry uh, blogged about the new power tools. The TFS power tools for update one are now available. And, you know, pretty much these tools, everybody out there, all you listeners out there, you are all using these tools, right? I mean, you have to be using these tools. Everybody, you don't go out and get them. You can get the post here at tinyurl, T-F-P-T-U-1. And I'll send you to Brian Harry's post, and he talks about the changes in it. And there weren't actually a lot of changes, but they were important changes. You know, the backup and restore tool has been updated for the changes made to the server in update one. Um, and, and they've gotten, uh, they've responded to another feedback fixes for the, the team members power tool. And they've made some, speaking of command, uh, PowerShell, they've made some updates and changes to the PowerShell commandlets. Cool. And uh, one of the things I was I was actually talking to the, um, the web platform installer team recently because I've been trying to think about how we can make it easier for people to install these power tools and know about them mm-hmm. and basically get them as many, in, in as many places as we can. So I'm currently trying to convince somebody inside TFS to actually get the power tools added to web platform installer as well so that mm-hmm. you can, you know, make it really easy for you to get hold of them. But yeah, just go along and download them from the Visual Studio Gallery site. Or if you go to tinyurl.com slash tfptu1, and then uh, you can download them from from, uh, the link on Brian's blog. So um, speaking of updates, I I can't really, um, you know, we kind of mentioned it in the last show, but when we did update one, we also um, did ship uh, Team Explorer Everywhere update one as well, which I'm uh, pleased to say, you know, we, every time we ship TFS, we ship Team Explorer everywhere, and and this is no change. That so was cool. The the biggest features, as Brian mentions in his blog post at tinyurlcom slash tee twelve u one, is um, local um, sorry public workspace support. We had quite a few customers um, asking for this. There's, since we've introduced local workspaces, I'm seeing a huge increase in the number of um, Unix devs using Team Foundation Server. It's just so much easier for them to use now that, yeah, it's the, the take-up of uh, TFS over on Unix is really accelerating amazingly. So um, one of the first things that people are asking for, though, is public workspace support because some people have, like, one Unix box that they all SSH into, and then the, they might have the files in... Like they might have one directory which has got uh, which everybody works in. It's a very odd way of working. I've never quite figured out why that this is sane. But everybody works in the same like in basically. Imagine it's like this. It's basically the the web root is what they're all working in kind of thing, all at the same time. And then they want to be able to check code in from there. I, I'm not convinced it's a totally sane way of working. But hey, one of the advantage of a of a product maturing is that you can uh, do features which you don't necessarily agree with. So, so we added local workspace support into TE. Um, sorry, public workspace support into TE. We also added um, baseless merges, um, and then uh, from the UI, we've always had baseless merge, obviously, but it was a command line thing until recently, and so we just stuck it in the UI and made it quite easy to do there. And we have to handle a bunch of different conflicts as well in the UI when you do one of these. So that was a bit of work. Um, and then finally, we added, um, there's a language pack now in the main download, and we added Chinese to the list of languages. So if any of our uh, listeners out there wanted the Chinese language pack for Team Explorer Everywhere, it's now available. 
How about you, Paul? What's what's you found interesting? I found a couple things interesting, but I want to ask you one thing around TEE. Is your mm-hmm. cadence with TEE updates going to match what Microsoft's doing on their side of the Visual Studio side of the house? Uh, is yeah, well, at least. In fact, um, between uh, me, you, and the listeners, we're actually probably doing them more often, um, just because we can. I see. <laughs> so we actually did an update in between, even though it was update one because it was aligned with update one. We did another update in between. Um, RTM and this update one, so it's kind of update 0.5, I guess. Awesome. And then um, just because our platforms change underneath us quite a bit, you know, um, sure. like you get you get an upgrade to Mac OS 10, and then all of a sudden we need to do we really need to release a version to stay fully compatible. Or are we doing the update we're about to do? And by the time everybody listens to the show, um, it'll be out there. Is um is a couple of fixes, but one of them that's uh, if you wanted to install the very latest version of of Java from Oracle on the very latest version of Mac OS X, um, and it's not that's not the version of Java which comes on that version of Mac OS X. It's like a newer version of Java you can go get from Oracle. Then um then it didn't TE didn't work because they changed how JNI loads, so we had to do some fixes to get that to work. Ah. And, yeah, we we have to. We're not just chasing sort of TFS features and making sure we we follow those. We're also making sure that we stay compatible with all the all the platforms we uh, really care about. Um, sure. Yeah, so Excellent. keeps us busy. Yeah, but yeah right, uh, right. at least as often as Visual Studio, probably more so. Okay, great. That's good because I get that question sometimes. So, um, but you asked me what I what I found interesting lately, and one of the things is, of course, everybody knows about Brian Keller. If you don't, you should go Google him and uh, or Bingham and find out about Brian Keller and his VM that he creates. And, and we love Brian Keller for the work that he does because it, it this takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to make these things. But what Brian has made is this virtual machine for 2012 RTM. Um, that has it's a fully contained machine with all the bits of Visual Studio Ultimate and Office on there and everything, and uh, uh, you're you're able to go through and um, he includes a bunch of hands-on labs. So I forget this time the exact number of hands-on labs. It's something like like 15 hands-on labs or something like that, or more than that even 21, 21, 21 hands-on yeah. labs. And uh, basically, you go through all different areas of development or TFS or Visual Studio and work through these hands-on labs to get yourself up to speed on it. Uh, it's really nice for organizations that are looking to, um, you know, try and implement TFS 2012, but they're not sure yet or they want to try some features. You know, you can download this thing in a, in a little bit and, uh, and have at it. You know, put it as a download for Hyper-V only right now, but uh, I don't think that'll ever change. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I love that VM. It's great um, from my point of view because I demo with that VM all the time. It's great. And I was just at a client that took the hands-on labs and extended them and made them into a training manual for their end users. So it was really cool, actually, um, what, what I've been seeing about that. Nice. We, um, the, what Brian also did in that update, he, he added a couple more labs to just cover features that were new in update one, which was pretty cool. So. Yeah, if you go to tinyurl.com slash KellerVM, then that'll take you straight to uh, Brian's blog post about the um, the virtual labs. Good on Brian. He's been on the show. He's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, so um, speaking about updates as well, um, you know, it, it's not a every single time we do a show, we have more updates to talk about. And again, there's been yet another deployment to uh, the Team Foundation service over at visualstudio.com. And um, I'm, yeah, probably I haven't really talked about this much on the show. But I kind of... Um, so as well as looking after Team Explorer everywhere, I uh, kind of have a bit of a new job recently, 
um, and that's looking after what we call um, the web version control experiences. So um, previously, the web version control experiences there wasn't that much of them. You know, it was it was just a very simple browse of the of the source code, and you couldn't even um, the navigation bar in the left hand side. It used to frustrate the heck out of me because it wasn't actually a navigation bar. It, it looked like a folder view, but it was actually just a breadcrumb trail. Um, and that was quite frustrating. So, yeah, uh, if you go to um, tinyurl.com slash service U2, uh, Brian talks about the recent service update we did. And majority of the end user features, I'm proud to say, were all, um, are all around this uh, the web version control experiences. So have either of you guys had a chance to check them out? Not Please me. Tell me half. Yeah, oh, no. Unfortunately, really? I, I haven't been playing much in the TFS service. What are you doing? Space. Call yourself a Radio yeah. TFS host. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I've got a real job now, so you know, I, <laughs> I actually have to work. Like, wow. wow. I'm sure your former employer is thrilled by that comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you, Paul? Please tell me you've had a look. No. Uh, I've looked at the service, but not re- recently. So no, I have not seen the updates or anything like that to it. Oh. Um, sorry. Well, I- let me let me tell you about it then. So if you if you go to if you both of you now go to log into your TFS accounts and have a play. But um if you go to service U12 you get to see. Um the first thing we did is we've and this is purely cosmetic and cosmetic and I got a bit of flack for this actually, which I was quite surprised about. But anyway, the uh, the tabs moved and it's now called code. There was a reason why it's called code, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to have gone down that well, but we'll see. Um it's uh it was shorter for a fact, anyway, uh, and a few other reasons. But if you look, it's um, the actual headlet, like the line now reads like home code work build, which I really liked. I thought that was actually quite <laughs> a cool motto. So I, I, that was one of the reasons I liked it. Well, there was other reasons. So the um, source control is the first tab in, because lots of people just use TFS for source control, and that's fine, you know. Uh, so, yep, it's, it's straight over there. And it's really, you know, rich experience. You can go in and you can navigate around a lot easier now. You can view changes easier. When you click on a um, – uh, you won't believe it, Paul, if you go and have a look at the service because, you know, compared with what you've uh, – compared with TFS 2012 RTM, there's huge differences. It's um, If you click on a, a change set, then you go through and you can actually see, like, all the files that were changing that change set all in the same page. You just scroll oh, down nice. and it, oh, it nice. loads. Yeah, I'm on my uh, TFSP project right now. Yeah. So you chastised me for it. and uh, Yeah, that's neat. <laughs> you like it? That's pretty cool, yeah. And by the way, I did, uh, you know, I do uh, This Week on Channel 9, and we did our year-end wrap-up show, and basically we did a, you know, everybody got to do a pick of the year, and my pick of the year was Team Foundation Service. So, you know, hey. I did give it some love. Good. Well, you should just use it more. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It looked that way, but um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. If you like, have you clicked on a change set then there as well, Greg? Yep, you looking yep, at I'm doing that right Did now? You... That's pretty neat. All the, everything that's involved in that, then you can uh, click on the file and yeah, it's kind of Isn't that cool. And uh, uh, you notice as well, if you go back to like the Source Control Explorer, which you can now easily get back to, hopefully. Yep. Click on the um, if you just look in a folder and then like wait a couple of seconds, it loads in the um, in the right hand side. You see, it fades in the last change to that particular file or folder um, and who did it and what the change was. And you can click on that and go straight to the change set as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty neat stuff. But that change set view is lovely. I really like that change set view. I actually prefer that to the change set view that's in Eclipse or in Visual Studio. It's really nice. 
So I can't take credit for any of that work. You know, the guys, I just like look after the team. The guys are amazing that work on it. So it's cool. Okay. Anyway, so go along. If you haven't, if you like our, like our co-hosts haven't, <laughs> haven't logged into the uh, TFS service account recently, go and have a look and have a play and let us know what you think about the changes. Uh, but, but, Add a comment onto Brian's blog telling him how much you love the changes because all I've got is a bit of flack for changing the tab from source to code at the minute. But never mind if you read the comments. So there you go. Okay, yeah, that, uh, yeah there you go. That's enough of me. But it's probably going to be um, we're actually uh, in the new year. Uh, we're not doing fully enough. We're not doing a. Um, uh, we didn't really want to do an update to the service on on uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> which is when we next scheduled one. So we're going to delay it by a few days and do it around, you know, like second week of January sometime. Um, but in that release, uh, we're adding a bunch of other new web version control features as well, like making it really easy to search for a change set. And we've got this cool new, um, got some cool new stuff in there. So yeah, some, some, and you're going to keep seeing that from the next few sprints, going to keep seeing, uh, the version control experiences just get better and better. So that's good. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, um, uh, one of the things we want to talk about here, Martin, that I've um, been looking at a little bit, and I, I love this, this tool. It's called the Sidekicks. And, and, and what's funny is the Sidekicks have been around for a while, the Team Foundation Sidekicks, that is. And I run into customers constantly that never heard of the Sidekicks. And, and there are, for those who don't know what the Sidekicks are, you need to go out to uh, tinyurl TF Sidekick 12 and check it out. It's it's a company called the Trees Corporation, and they created. They've been working on these these tooling called the Sidekicks, which are an install that lets you do things um, with TFS in in a GUI um, that a lot of times you would do in um, command line or some other way. Uh, in the, some of the Sidekicks they have are like looking at permissions. They actually have a code review Sidekick, uh, a shell set, a label Sidekick, so you can go through and view your history, your status. One of the new things they added, and which I think is really cool, and a lot of customers would like this because I get this request a lot, is is there a way to display all the users um, uh, in, in my TFS server? And basically, in TFS, all your users end up going into your valid users group, you know? So what this does is it displays all the users in the valid users group on the TFS server. So now you can kind of take an inventory of the users that you have against your server and um i get that a lot why isn't it built into tfs already so mm. this is going to be a really neat feature i think people are really going to like that feature a lot and it's a good reason to just install these and use them uh, and you can also search users by like username or display name or things like that so those are some of the new features that are available uh, in the sidekicks but for those of you that have never used them i suggest you go out and try it and those of you who have used them Go on and update. If you're on 2012, use the 2012 version. It's, I think it's version 4.5 now of the Sidekicks and uh, and have at it. Uh, again, the uh, URL for that is uh, tinyurl.tfsidekick12. Cool. Well, Greg, we're about midway through the show. Yeah, it's about that time. Right. Episode 52 of TFS is brought to you by SAS Made Easy, a leader in hosted TFS, dedicated virtual servers, and TFS ALM Consulting. You can reach them at www.sasmadeeasy.com. That's www.sasmadeeasy.com or via email at sales at sasmadeeasy.com. And you guys go out and visit them. We wouldn't be able to do this show without them. Um, Got to thank Paul. You know, this is part of Paul's gig and, um, you know, 
free isn't free. So I want to thank them and thank them for the, the year that they've given us in their support. And now back yeah, to the, the show. The, web, the website wouldn't be there without them. So, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, okay, go on, Greg. What, what have you been up to? What have we found? I'm still going. It's still my turn, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this post, tinyurl.com, F-A-V-T-F-S, U-T-I-L-S. Uh, my collection of favorite utilities. Not my collection, but the Caffeinated Geeks collection of his favorite utilities. What he's done is he's gone through and, and did a roll-up of some of these must-have. You know, we, we talked about power tools. Well, guess what's the number one utility on this list? But it's not only that, but Administrator's Toolkit, uh, Git TF that we've talked about in the past. There's a Tester Power Tool, Test Scribe, which is a documentation power tool to help you construct documents directly from TFS. There's a reporting extensions. I don't know if I've ever heard about the community TFS reporting extensions. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. There's stuff for builds, uh, the TFS build manager and the TFS the community uh, build extensions. All these are here with a little blurb uh, and they're just waiting for you guys to download them. Nice. Some good stuff there. Paul? Wow, cool. Yeah, so um, again, back to some of the newer things that are coming out with 2012. Um, for those of you that work with databases, you know that um, so a lot has changed in 2012. We have the SQL Server data tools, and it appears that they're releasing them quite often, um, especially since the RTM of TFS 2012 and Visual Studio 2012. I think there's been an up, an, out, an upgrade every month come out or an update every month come out. Um, so uh, there's a November update that came out, and now there's a December. You can go to tinyurl ssdt12. Uh, to see the latest version, that's the that's their blog um, uh, for the SQL Server Data Tools blog. But um, one of the great things they brought back, which I'm absolutely so happy about, is database unit testing. So some people know that the database unit testing was pulled and was going to be put back in, and now it's back there. Uh, and what's really great is I'm actually going to a client, and I'm going to do a week's worth of SSDT work and training and mentoring around these tooling. So in a future show, I'll be able to talk to you really about that. But for those people that are in, in, in the database world, you need to look at these, this tooling um, if you're going to manage your databases with TFS. And, I, and it's funny because I run into a lot of customers, again, that have not heard about the SSDT tools or they weren't aware that TFS had database tools or Visual Studio, I should say, had database tools associated with it. So, um, again, just get out there and, and download it and, and install it and start playing with it and, and you know, show, show the database folks some love there. I, I think it's great. Brilliant. We should definitely have a show on that when you've when you've done that, Paul. Let us know because that'd be really good. We maybe even get Gert back on the show and uh, and talk about them because right. yeah, that'd be really that'd be really good. Cool. Hey, um, we've we've mentioned these in the past, but uh, Diego um, has done a new release of the um, task board enhancers. His his tool he's got for in, enhancing the task board. Now, um, just so everyone knows, the Diego's you know very 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 clever, and um, he's managed to figure out. Uh, the extensibility model we use inside of um, the web access. So he says, he, he calls it out pretty clearly in his blog post over at tinyurl.com slash tftb4 that, you know, this is a works on his machine kind of thing. He's using unsupport, you know, unsupported and undocumented extension points, but they are the ones that we use. And if anyone's going to do it right, I would trust Diego to do it. Um, and he goes through and it's got a few like little neat things that really make it easier to use the task board. It's some great ideas, you know. Some of them are like, oh wow, I wish we'd put that in the product, you know. Uh, one of them is um, 
showing the state of a a new one is showing the state of a, a product backlog item actually um uh in in the product backlog item you know committed and so on approved and things just make it really bold and make it stand out he's got a way of scrolling the screen so that if you're using the taskboard in a in a common display area that it can be scrolling through all the time so people can see exactly what's happening there and recently we um we introduced the kanban board and so he's he's introduced you know he's brought over things like the work item ids and the cards and auto refresh and or auto refresh is a really good one by the way i, I keep me yeah and, and uh auto scroll and stuff he's brought that in to um the kanban board as well so it's really cool uh if you go to uh i said it already but if you go along to tinyworld.com slash tfbt tftb4 uh you'll find all about it auto refresh is particularly handy if when you're doing stand-ups or when you're doing sprint planning and you're all on the phone because the auto refresh just like pulls in, you know, the changes that different people are doing. Nice. So, yeah, we should definitely cool. build that in. That would be cool. Yeah. So I think the last thing for the show is it's just one of my little pet peeves. You know, we all get TFS, or many of us have MSDN subscriptions. We've got TFS. We download it. We install it. We start putting code in it. And, you know, we, we put it on a server somewhere under somebody's desk and we start putting stuff on it, you know. That TFS, and because it's so easy, especially now, the install, you know, experience is, is so quick and dirty and just simple and easy. Quick and dirty, simple and easy, whatever. Um, <laughs> we just, we, we spin these up all over the place, <clears throat> unless we're doing it in the cloud in the team foundation service. But uh, the, the problem is, is because they're so simple, because they're so easy, you don't really think of them as a production server until, of course, they go down. Or they crash and you realize all your source code, your, all your intellectual property is, is gone. You know, so the, my peeve is, is that, you know, if you guys are running TFS on premise, remember that is a production system. It needs to be treated with as much courtesy and respect as all of your other line of business production systems as well. Now, Grant Holiday is talking about uh, uh, monitoring, uh, monitoring management pack for a system operation center that makes this production monitoring much simpler. You go to tinyurl.com, TFS pack, that's P-A-C-K. You can download this free TFS 2012 monitoring pack. It will auto discover TFS components. It will, um, does the proper health monitoring model using monitors. It contains all the tasks and diagnostics and recoveries for certain failures, it provides events for to indicate the services outages. It does alerts to show configuration issues and connected data, data changes. You know, it, it verifies all the dependent services are running as you would expect. I mean, this is, you know, a free management pack to help you keep your TFS service, your, your bread and butter, your IP up and running green and good so well, i got all excited about that didn't i yes you yeah did. well and, and is the ultimate <laughs> admin, so that's great uh, um speaking of admin stuff with there's uh, a talk i've done a couple of times which is heavily based on uh grant's work um called the accidental tfs admin if you go along to channel nine and search for accidental admin or something like that or TFS admin, you'll, you'll find it. And it's a talk I've done at TechEd a couple of times and Anthony Borton did it recently at a couple of TechEds as well. So check out that talk if you want to, if you want to learn some tips on administrating TFS. And that was taken, um, a lot of that content was actually taken from 
Grant's chapters in the Pro TFS uh, book, where he, he did all the administration chapters, really. Um, and he did some amazing stuff in there that I'd never knew about before, which leads me in. Wow, that was a almost professional segue. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Gosh. So that leads me into one of the things I wanted a, a blatant uh, plug and shout out. Um, in the new year, well, on when this podcast goes to air, which hopefully, if everything goes right, you should be hearing this around about Christmas Eve time, or if you've got a new gadget for Christmas, you're probably hearing it on your new gadget, then um, uh, the book should be at the printers, the new professional, 20, professional TFS 2012. It should be in the printers and should be hitting the shelves. Um, it should be hitting the shelves in January and should be out via Amazon and all good retailers, you know, in the, the sort of, I think it's 4th of January it's due to hit Amazon, I'm not sure, but very early in the new year. Yeah, it's so if 4th you, of January right now. January, brilliantly. So if you want to go, if you wanted to pre-order the book to make sure you get it while stocks last, uh, you know, you know, like the surface kept running out, so you know, you want to get in there and buy this book just in case. So if you want to go to tinyurl.com slash Radio TFS book. How about that? I did a special tiny URL just for the show so I can see how many of our listeners buy it. But um, yeah, if you want to go along and uh, pre-order the book or get the book, I'm really, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, when you ship something, you're always nervous at how people react to it. Um, and same with this book, but I'm, the TFS, I'm just really pleased with uh, the TFS book. It's um, completely, you know, it's been, when you look at TFS 2010, that was a huge upgrade from TFS 2008. And TFS 2012, it was a big upgrade. But, you know, you're time thinking, well, what, what did we update? Especially being part of the product. So it was kind of, um, you didn't re- I didn't really notice the things that were getting upgraded as we were building them because we were using them the whole time. But then when I sat down and we looked at the book again and really look at the product, you realize that like a load of the guidance completely changes because features have changed just subtly sometimes like local workspaces is such a huge thing and it it completely changes how you think about version control with tfs and there's others as well so um we ended up having to change quite a lot we knew we were going to change a lot of the alm book because we wanted to change the order around and change a couple of chapters around and things just based on feedback from people who'd read the vs 20 the professional alm 2010 one we did big changes for professional alm 2012 um, so that's a completely new book. And then we thought the TFS book would be, you know, a bit easier to update, but no, turns out it wasn't. <laughs> we uh, ended up working, you know, updating where every single chapter got touched. And, uh, there's, I think the only chapter that's similar between professional ALM 2012 and professional TFS 2012 is the branching emerging guidance chapter. Cause that, that was actually a chapter which originated in the, uh, TFS 2010 book, which are carried forward into ALM and so on and so forth. So there's, I think there's only probably one chapter that's similar between the um, between the ALM and the TFS books. So and certain listeners of this show are in the uh, the prime audience for it. And uh, you can order it from Amazon or you can get it from... Uh, if you actually get the um, electronic book from the Rocks site, uh, the Rocks sell them DRM-free. So you can then load it onto as many devices as you want, whichever device you want, you know, in PDF and Mobi and all sorts of different formats. So um, they usually sell it for around about the same price as the Kindle versions available for on Amazon as well. So that's a good another top tip. But I don't earn any money. I well, I don't. You know, I earn like fifty p or something. But um, <laughs> if you go to the tinyurlcom slash book, that's actually I get money from Amazon if you click on that link as well. So that's good. Cool. There you go. Anything else you guys wanted to throw in? Or we should probably call that a show, I think. 
I think, we I need think to call that's it. a show. Cool. Well, have a. I hope you guys um, get everything you want from Santa, and um, have a good New Year. We'll see you uh, in the New Year with a new show, and lots of there's lots of uh, exciting new stuff coming out in TFS land in the New Year. Hopefully, so it'd be great. Uh, looking forward to uh, 2013, and hope everybody has a, a happy, uh, safe, and peaceful New Year. So if you've got any feedback for us about what you want, what shows you want in the new year, then uh, drop us an email, radiotfs at gmail.com. Or as ever, you can leave us a voicemail on one four two five two three three eight three seven nine. So thank you very much for your time. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next time. See you next year on uh, Radio TFS. 